Well, hello again. It's time for your Sonic Boomers podcast, and we are your Sonic Boomers. I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. And this week, we have a TV show recommendation for you. Yes, it's a Netflix show, right. which I kind of stumbled upon by accident. It's called The Chair. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with, you're going to the chair, Rocky. <laughs> it's the chair for you. Not that kind of a chair. Not that kind. And not HGTV uh, designer chairs yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about The Chair. First of all, how, how did you find it? It popped up as, you know, because you watched X, you might like Y, you know, yeah. how they how Netflix will sometimes make recommendations. And I latched on to it because the main character is, uh, I can't think of what her real, her name is. She played Dr. Christina Yang on Grey's Anatomy. Right, Sandra O. Sandra O, oh, right. And that caught my attention right there because I really like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So I you know, clicked in to, to watch it. Yeah, and Sandra Oh is good. She's, she's, she's excellent. fabulous. She's a wonderful actress. And, uh, you know, it, it, it has some resonance with me because basically she plays the part of a department chair at a small private college mm-hmm. who is, the college is floundering. Uh, donations are down, enrollment is down. They're, they're trying to figure out how to survive in this post-COVID world, and keep the college going. Which a lot of colleges are doing now, especially the smaller ones. Mm -hmm. And it also resonated with me because I worked for 10 years at a small private college. Right. So, you know, all the stars were in alignment for me anyway to watch this show. Did you find it to be accurate? Based upon what your experience was. Now, you weren't involved in, in teaching. No, I you was were, in the development end, the right. fundraising and alumni relations. Right, so you weren't necessarily hobnobbing with, with the professors and stuff. No, other than just, you know, socially, yeah. you, know, you would also often get thrown together on different projects or, you know, whatever. Or the ones that you were or working with when you were working on your master's. Right, right. right. So, um, yeah. You know, I would say with an asterisk, there is a lot of uh, similarity and a lot of truth in what they are talking about. I think they took all the worst case scenarios and piled it into one college, and I doubt that any college has all those problems. But I think that, you know, there there is a certain validity to some of the things that happen on that show. Now, you and I watched it together, mm-hmm. and... To just kind of set the scene, Sandra O oh is the duly appointed head of the English department, right? Yes. In this little college. Mm-hmm. And on her first day, the head of the university gives her a list of people that she has to fire. Is that correct? Yes. Or, or encouraged to retire. They because, were all older people. Because their, cla- their enrollments were way down in their classes. They only right. had like, you know, four or five people in a class. Right. These these were like the tried and true professors that had been there for 30 years who in their prime were excellent professors who used to be able to pack the hall and now their relevancy is being questioned because they don't have the enrollment. Mm. And they yeah, and because of tenure, they can't really be fired. So they the list was given to Sandra to say, you know, figure out a way to get these people off the grid. I don't care what you have to do mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she really respected them and 
and she was trying to stick up for them and say, no, you know, it's people gave us the best years of their lives. You know, there's got to be another way. And she set out to try and, and save their their jobs and their positions. Did you find any of the characters, especially the, the professor characters, did you find them to be correct, accurate, or were they stereotypical, or, or what was your view on, on those characters and how they were portrayed? I think they were stereotypical. There's, you know, there's the uh, progressive female professor who is, you know, embracing you know, women's studies and as a feminist. And then there's the, the old guy from, you know, the old school who, you know, doesn't budge and doesn't, yeah. doesn't acknowledge that life has gone on. And then you've got the renegade guy who's like hip and, and the kids all love. and uh, But he gets in trouble. And he gets in trouble because, you know, some kid has it in for him. You know, I, I, I think there's a lot of stereotyping going on. Explain what happened to that that one professor because he's a, a key character in this, and yeah. he he was like the hip, cool professor, right? That packed the hall that you know all the kids signed up for his class, and he was, uh, I guess it was a, a history professor, and he was talking about that uh, Nazis and the fascism and defining it. And in his explanation of what fascism was, he, he just like you know said, you know like Heil Hitler, and he he did the the stance and right. he just was saying it as an example. He was not saying Heil Hitler out of you know any. Yeah, he Nazi. was being like kind of kind of uh, kind of cheeky, kind of kind of tongue in cheek when right. he, when he did it. But some wise ass kid, right? Photograph got the camera on, going. Got to, got, the phone going makes a video of it and posts it and it goes viral yeah and then and they now, doctored it right didn't they uh, put yes, him in a nazi uniform they, they, or they, something they, and you know made his face with a mustache and, and you yeah. know they they played with it and the next thing you know this guy's job is on the line and it, it should never have been but because this School is in such financial straits. They can't afford a lawsuit. They don't want the bad publicity. And this guy is, you know, all he really had to do was apologize and say, okay, maybe that wasn't the best thing to have done. Yeah. And it would have been over. But he takes a stand and he's like, no, I'm not apologizing. I didn't do anything wrong, which he really didn't. But it becomes a uh, confrontational Thing. Plus, there's a little twist in here, too, in that his department chairman, Sandra O. Oh, so I think he was an English teacher, wasn't he? I thought it was history. But she's his lover. Or was. Or was, yeah. yeah. They, yeah they, 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 have, they have a relationship that goes on professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was another, you know, there, there's a lot of layers. It's like, you know, peeling the onion when you're watching this yeah. show. And I, I don't want to overcomplicate it. Watch the show. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. But, um, yeah, so his, his whole career went up in smoke because of this video, basically, and because of his taking a stand. The thing that I, I did not like about the show was that I thought it got a little too preachy and it painted certain people as being good mm -hmm. and certain people as being bad. 
and I'm not going to go into a big explanation on that. You watch the show and figure it out for yourself. But I, I thought it, I thought it painted with some some pretty broad brush strokes, and I mm. thought that they were trying a little bit too hard to to be up on the soapbox. Maybe with the show. It, yeah, I mean, I, I could see where you could go in that direction. Um, it wasn't immediately. That wasn't my first thought, but after I watched it first alone, yeah. and then we watched it together. So I've seen it the series through twice, and you know, watching it with you gives me a different perspective sometimes. And when you said that, I was like, "Yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of see that." Yeah, I think more importantly, they were trying to zero in on some issues that are relevant not only on college campuses but just amongst. The younger generation, um, you know, like I said before, feminism, the role of, of women being given roles of importance in management, uh, being recognized for their accomplishments, those kind of things, and also the uh, lack of representation of different um, ethnicities. Diversity, and, yeah, and lack, lack diversity, of diversity. Uh, on not on college campuses and throughout the workplace, yeah. really. I mean, this this could be extrapolated into almost any workplace. The th the issues that they're talking about, but they they center it on the college, of course. And uh, so I, I think you know I think it makes some important statements uh, to consider, but maybe they're overly done. I don't know. I yeah, I thought it was a little preachy. Uh, for me, it was it was issues that I think a lot of us are already aware of. I guess maybe some of us aren't, but many of us are. And the other thing that that I, I really have a problem with mm -hmm. is demonstrations on campus. Mm -hmm. And you know, we had them in our time. You know, we were we were in college during the time of the Vietnam War, and there were campus demonstrations, and and you certainly have a right to demonstrate, and you should demonstrate. Uh, but I got to tell you, I've got a problem when a bunch of kids, and I'm sorry, they're kids. They're kids. When we were 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, we thought we were adults. Right. You know, now you and I are in our 60s. And it's like I'm watching this. Mm -hmm. And these kids are taking over the dean's office. And they're out there making demands. And if you don't do this, there's going to be trouble on this campus. And I'm watching this and I'm like, sit the hell down, you little squirt. <laughs> it's like the tail wagging the dog. Really? Who the hell who the hell are you? Yeah. Who the hell appointed you in charge of this university? You're coming in because we had it happen at Seton Hall a while back. Remember mm -hmm. they a group of students had taken over the president's office. And for Maureen and I, that was particularly egregious because we are both graduates of Seton Hall University. Classes of 19, blah, 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 and 19, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, and, and to see this, these students in the offices of our alma mater making these demands, and no effort being made to remove them, mm. by the way. And, you know, if I, again, this is why I'm not a university president, right? <laughs> if I were the a university, <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I would have said, Get the police in and get them the hell out of there and kick them the hell out of the university. Sorry. 
If you want to stand outside and protest and hold up signs and chant and sing kumbaya, whatever the heck it is you want to do, I'm fine with that. But you come in and you take over administration offices and you occupy a place? Yeah, that's not right. That's where you bring in the police and you pull these kids out and you kick them the hell out of the university and say, if you want to do that, take over offices, do it somewhere else. You're not doing it here. To me, that's criminal activity. It really is. You know, it goes beyond free speech. Like you said, free speech, if they want to be outside, they want to hold a protest, They even if they want to assemble, like say, you know, huge hall like the gym and do like a pep rally kind of thing or whatever fine but when they take over someone's private workspace i think that's crossing the line and sometimes do damage yes i think that's really you have crossed the the line where the line goes you've gone from demonstrating and freedom of speech into criminal activity that's absolutely that's the the way i see it so uh, the other thing that that comes into play on the on the the chair Mm -hmm. is the whole thing of um, pleasing the big donors, which that is something that sadly I had seen, and yeah. I'm not going yeah. to name it's names, true. and I'm it's not true. going to spill the beans. But and in any organization, even because you and I are very involved in in the church mm-hmm. and have been for a long time, and we've seen it too, where the big donors in the church, the big machers, want to call the shots. Mm-hmm. Because I donate this, I gave, I donated this piano to this church. That was an eighty thousand dollar piano that I donated. I I should have some some rights to say what I think about what's going on around here. Yeah, you know. So any any time you've got people that are footing the bill, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they they want to call the shots. They want to call the tune. Yeah. Now, in in this case, what had happened was there was a a woman of color mm-hmm. who was a professor. And she had done remarkable work. She her her classes were extremely popular. She, she had was, a very progressive way of teaching. She was a rising star, and you know, well deserved. Um, there there was some kind of a, a stipend award given to professors to recognize their achievement, and um, Sandra O's character wanted to recommend this woman to be the recipient of that year. Mm-hmm. And she even made the announcement to the the college at, at large that this was her choice and who she was nominating. Well, some of the muckety-mucks didn't see it that way, and they had a meeting with their trustees, and there was, you know, some pet project person and she was like, no, what we need is a name to come in here and shed a light on this university. And they decide that they're going to have David Duchovny. David Duchovny from... Uh, X-Files. Yeah. And he, and other yeah. things. And he played himself in this. Is he really an academic, David Duchovny? That I don't know. Um, but he played himself yeah. in this um, thing. He was not... who. Mulder or whatever from X-Files. He yeah. was David, David Duchovny. Duchovny. And they they offered the the uh, fellowship or whatever to him to come in and teach one class and, you know, be the recipient and the honoree and get all the kudos that goes with it. And that that was like set 
way, you know, way did not sit with uh, Sandra O oh very well at yeah. all. And this woman whom she was backing was was uh, going to leave the, the university because yeah, of it. Got an offer from a more got prestigious a, got school. A, got a better offer. And, uh, you know, Sandra was like, we don't, we can't, we can't lose her. She's too good. Yeah. And they, you know, it was kind of like, this is what happens. And that was like another aspect of university behind the scenes, you know, look peeking behind the curtain, so to speak, of, of the university process and fundraising and development. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, little bit of manipulation that goes on. I'm not saying it's anything blatantly illegal or immoral, but you know, it's the kind of thing, well, all things being equal, if, uh, you know, Joe Big Bucks is, likes this and Joe Little Bucks likes this, well, we're going to get Joe Big Bucks. I think Bucks. I went to high school with Joe, <laughs> Joe Little Bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? you know. yeah. Money talks, nobody walks, yeah. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And, it uh, is, as they say, it's how, it's how business is done. Yeah, but what, what they will learn sometimes. Yeah. And I, I believe that this happened at the university that I worked at. There was a woman, alumni, gave minimally every year, faithfully, but she gave her $25 a year to the annual fund for years and years and years and mm -hmm. years. They never paid her any attention. I mean, they got she got her thank you letter. She got her, you know, bumper sticker and the swag that they send through the mail and, you know, invites to whatever. But she was not wooed. She was not wined and dined. She was just part of the masses. Mm -hmm. When she died, she left the university a sizable amount. Yeah. I don't recall yeah. what it was. Wasn't but it, it was, like millions? I don't know if it was millions, but yeah. it was. It was. I a, think I know who you were who you're talking about. I'm not going to mention any names. No, it, it's it's not a name that I even remember. Oh, it isn't. No. Oh, okay. Because no. there was one woman who, uh, again, I won't mention her name, but she was the one that used to be Harry Houdini's. Oh no, no, they uh, stage knew, They knew she had money. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, and they wooed and. Oh yeah, wined and dined her. I suspect. Right, right. No, but th this this one was like under the radar, and when she, they, when her will was probated or whatever, it was like we got several hundred thousand dollars. I think it was, yeah. you know, and it was like from, nobody expected from a previous that. twenty five dollar giver. Right. Yeah, and nobody expected that, and that that should teach development people, I think, a lesson that don't you know every donor is important. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you could be losing out on something really good by ignoring the little guy. Yeah. And we know what happens. Mm -hmm. We know what happens all the time. We've ex kind of experienced it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every donor counts. Every donor counts. Even, even that $25 donor, because one day that donor, like Maureen said, may pass and you know what? Could have left you a million dollars or something. And, and. You blew it just and because even if they you, could, even you if couldn't they take don't. the time to be nice. Even if they don't. Yeah. You know. Everybody counts. Everybody counts. Everybody I, counts. I hate this, you know, putting people into categories and assessing their importance based on whatever criteria you set up. It's wrong, you know. Yeah. I like to see everybody's equal, <laughs> but some people are more equal than others. <laughs> now, the good thing about the chair is that it's a six-show commitment, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. That's all it is. It's six episodes. And what were they like? A half hour a half or something? Hour, I think, or yeah. four? They're, they're not long episodes. And you can do you can do it in a night. You can do it in a night, six episodes. If yeah. We did it in a couple of a couple of watchings, I think. And we don't know. We're not going to tell you how it ends because we're not sure that it has ended. I mean, there was a, an end to the season in the way that things kind of wrapped up, but we don't know. And so far, the, the network has been mum on as to whether or not they're going to do another season or not. I mean, they were, they were very clever in the way that they did it. It's like it's, there's enough of a wrap-up that if it ends, it's, t- it's, the, it's, it's tied up. Yeah. But there were a couple little doors left open that they could build another season upon if that's what they choose to do. And I think if they're smart, they will do it. They should. One more I season. think they should. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. Give it another season. The show is called The Chair. It is on Netflix, and Maureen and I highly recommend it. Well, son of a gun, it's time now for our trivia quiz here on the uh, Boomer podcast. Mm-hmm. And the questions come from the Baby Boomer edition of Trivial Pursuit. You know, it never occurred to me if, if we're breaking some kind of copyright law using these questions from Trivial Pursuit. I don't know. You know, we don't we don't mean to break the law if if we are, but at this point, come and get me. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> as my mom used to say, you can't get blood out of a stone. Yeah, Peter. I was going to say, I got a buck ninety eight. I'll, I'll chip in for the. <laughs> there is attention, high price lawyers. There is no money in this for you. Just so you know. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. You got a question for me? Sure. This is from the publishing category. Publisher. Okay. What magazine's Music Hall of Fame did Bob Dylan, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney make it into in 1970? What magazine's Music Hall of Fame? Music Hall of Fame. Dylan, I, Lennon, and McCartney. I think I know this, but it seems too easy. Okay. Was it Rolling Stone? No. Truthfully, when I read this, I was going to guess Billboard. Yeah. But it's not either one of those. It's Playboy. Really? Yeah. Gee. So and I and I and I and I read many of the articles in in Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me try you. I haven't even uh, looked at, uh, oh, this one's too easy. I can't do this one. This one is too easy. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Let's do, because she'll get this like like that. Trust me. I'm even going to tell you what the question was. This is not an official, an official question, okay. but I'm going to tell you what the question was. Who was Pope between June 4th? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is a good question. Hang on. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, I'm going to do it. It is a good one. Okay. Because it's not the answer that I thought it was going to be. All right. Okay, here we come. Here we come. Who was Pope between June 4th and June 20th, 1963? Who was Pope? 1963. Between June 4th and June 20th, 1963. Pius the twelfth. No one. 
Oh, there that's was not no a fair pope. Question. The pope, the pope had, had died. died. That was John the twenty third, right? Or was it? Uh, yes, John the twenty. John the twenty third died. Right, and, and they were in the papal election awesome. process, so there was no pope. I'm glad I went back to that one because it's like that, that, that should have been like a, a you know. A, a multiple choice like you know, <laughs> that's not fair i you know when i looked I at it, it had to, i thought it had to be a real answer like you know when i looked at it and it's a who's pope between june blah 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 1963 i'm thinking to myself oh maureen is going to know that's john the 23rd it's john the 23rd then i i looked at the back of the card and it says no one and i'm like oh son of a gun he had <laughs> died what? and they were in the election process i know john the 23rd you know, the Vatican Council and all like that was like in 60 to 62 or 63. Um, during, you know, he, of course, started it. But when you said June June to June, I was thinking it had to be a short term, and he had a long term. So I was kind of like thrown by that. Um, but okay, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that he was, and I think you'll agree with me, he was probably one of the best popes that they ever had. Oh, I love John him. the 23rd. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a, a, a dear, sweet man, a sad man. Yes. They used to call him the smiling pope because he always used to smile publicly and he, mm-hmm. he you know, he, he adored the people and he, he always used to say when he would do a, a, a papal audience, he would always say, go home to your families and tell your children the Holy Father loves them. That's sweet. And and, yeah. and he really did remarkable things with, with the church that, unfortunately, they're trying to undo now, but that's another show. That's a whole other show, show yeah. entirely. So for now, I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. And join us again soon for another edition of the Sonic Boomers podcast. <laughs>